This is Miles, and you're listening to Talking with Beauties. What's going on, guys? Let's get into the rundown for this episode. So on this episode, me and Connor, just us, we go over NFL draft. We give you our thoughts and feelings about who we thought made a good draft, who did not have a good draft, a couple of trades that happened throughout. We talk a lot about jerseys in this one, so we talk about Arizona Cardinals, New Jersey. We also go get into the MLB. So then we talk about MLB news, players are, that just came up in debuts, players are going on the IL, a couple of good teams, give our thoughts and feelings on those. Then we also talk about a little more fun stuff. We get into City Connect jerseys. I describe you guys what, what's going on with them. Uh, me and Connor give you our ratings about it, how we like them, if we don't like them, if we do like them. Then we also give you our, our top three uh, picks throughout the league of City Connect jerseys. And lastly, we also talk about the home run celebrations that are going on in the league. So hopefully you guys enjoy this more lighthearted episode, but you still get a lot of information. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking with Beauties. This is episode 31, Talking with Beauties. I got only one guest on today, but we're going to keep it nice, short, and sweet. We got Connor Bustamante on. What's going on, dude? Uh, not much. Not much. What have you been up to recently? Uh, you know, just homework at the draft. All I've really watched in the past couple of days. All right. So on this episode, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL draft. We're going to talk a little bit about jerseys and we're going to talk about some MLB news. So let's get straight into it. So we'll talk about the NFL draft since we're starting, starting off. Bryce Young goes first overall in the NFL draft this year to Carolina, quarterback out of Alabama. So Houston, they picked number two overall initially, and they also drafted uh, third overall. They traded with Arizona. They were able to get C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, and Will Anderson, linebacker from Alabama. Really good picks for them. Uh, fourth overall pick was actually one of my favorite picks of the draft, Anthony Richardson. He goes to Indianapolis, quarterback from Florida. Will Levis, he drops out of the first round after being one of the top quarterbacks, uh, supposed to be drafted in the first round, dropped to second round after crying about it in day one. Bijan Robertson, one of the first running backs um, out of Texas, went eighth overall uh, to Atlanta. So a lot of a lot of picks, a lot of trades this draft, 43 trades, uh, which set a record. So a lot of stuff to take away from this, but we're just going to talk quickly about it. But Connor, what's your biggest takeaways from the NFL draft this year? Um, as far as the trades go that you just mentioned, I was not surprised because I feel like before the draft, just looking at it, it just teams were in awkward positions. They didn't need to be, so they obviously just wanted to move around, so the trades made sense. Uh, as far as teams that I didn't like, at least first round, I think Falcons made a huge mistake. I don't think taking Bijan in their situation is uh, was smart at all. I mean, they're going to have all these weapons on offense, but they, I don't think at least they have much of a team around them. Choice two to go get... Gibbs, not even that far much after. So just the running backs. The thing about running backs, and I even really noticed this too, his picks that high get paid a lot more. So I, I think it was like, might have been football analysis or some video I was watching, pointed out that they're now like the fifth or sixth or something um, highest paid running backs in their rookies just because of where they were drafted and how much money they get. From being that that's high so picks. dumb. So, I think if you're paying that, unless you are a team that has everything that you need, if you're paying that much for a rookie at any position, I mean, obviously you're paying the same 
if you're paying like top dollar for that position and it's a rookie, I think that's I don't think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, and, I don't I don't like that a lo- at all. Yeah, and uh, as far as teams I did like, I I know I'm not being biased. I think the Eagles had a had an amazing first round, getting both Nolan Smith at thirty, which is someone I wanted them to get at ten, and I mean they got him at thirty, and then trading up one for Jalen Carter, who is probably the best defensive player in the whole draft. Obviously, just slid down a little bit because of off field stuff, but that Eagles. Howie Roseman really trusted that, like, they're not taking a risk in him. And uh, I thought Seahawks did pretty well, too. So, and Cardinals, actually. That was a trading down back up to get Paris Johnson. Everyone else, all right. Yeah. It, we were playing video games and we were also kind of watching the draft and the McAfee show and stuff like that. So, we were going. We watched a lot of these picks together when it happened, but it, I was not surprised with like the first two picks. Like you, you kind of expect the quarterbacks to go first here. I like the Will Anderson pick at three, Richardson at four, but yeah, I like that Arizona drafted or gave those picks away, drafted a little bit lower, but get, got Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. I really like that Jalen Carter pick as well from from Georgia as Philly got him. Uh, they traded up one pick with Chicago. Um, I kind of wanted to see Chicago pick them up, though, but I, I like the pick anyways for Eagles. I think it's going to work really well, especially with them getting a bunch of these uh, Georgia guys, keeping them all together. I think it's going to keep that chemistry going with those guys. Um, and you were really big on on Nolan Smith. You kept saying, wow, Nolan Smith's not gone. He's still there. He's still there. And, yeah, he went all the way down to 30, which is absolutely astonishing because he, you were saying he was should have been like probably a top 10 pick. Yeah, he's definitely undersized. He really seems to be like a Hassan Reddick kind of player. And everyone who watches football is starting to know who Hassan Reddick is. So I think the there's there's a nice ceiling for both Carter and Smith. And I think as far as losing season, they replaced him and even probably added on to it. So I think Eagles yeah, and yeah, there was a lot of draft picks that were traded, not a lot of players, but the one trade that I want to talk real quick about, Lions trading with Philly. Uh, Lions get the 2025 fourth-round pick and this year's seventh-round pick, uh, 219th overall, for DeAndre Swift and a seventh-round pick, which was 249th overall. What do you think about getting DeAndre Swift? Because I know you kind of were talking about you wanted to see him get Bijan, but then Bijan went to Atlanta, and you didn't think that – and you already kind of expressed your feelings about that. But what do you think about getting DeAndre Swift to be another running back uh, on this team? After day one, what is it, like day three of the draft? I mean the draft Yeah, over. day three. After day one, I really assumed they were going to go trade for Swift. And I was hoping it would be something for as low as they gave up. I mean, he's had his fair share of injuries, but – you add him to what I would assume would be a committee and don't have him, he doesn't have to, you know, they're not going to have to work him too much. So that hopefully uh, limits injury risk for him. But I, I think he's always been a really great back. So I, I really do like that trade. Yeah. And you kind of could see it when the Lions drafted uh, Gibbs in the running back spot in the 12th overall pick. So you kind of already knew that like, 
oh shoot like maybe they just found the replacement there and then they they made it for sure getting uh taking swift and taking him to to philadelphia yeah so any last comments on the draft dude it was a really packed draft but we there's not too much to talk about it seemed like everything was like we kind of expected yeah i think houston did a solid job i think they gave up a lot to will anderson i think I don't think that was a good move. And then even with Stroud, like, I think they should have just passed on him and waited one more year for a quarterback, especially for next year's draft. But I get it. It's been a few years, and they've been not. So at least give the fans something to cheer for. I just yeah. think, and I think their draft, the way they went with I, it, it's, it's exciting, but I think they could have been better off five years from now if they would have done something different, but who knows? I agree with you with the Stroud thing. Like, I don't think Houston should be picking a quarterback this high. Um, they have D'Amico Ryans for four years, and I don't see him leaving anytime soon, so why not try and go out to maybe Caleb Williams next year, um, being able to either just be bad and get that, that top pick, or being able to trade something away to get uh, a guy like Williams. But I don't think Stroud's going to pan out. He doesn't seem like that quarterback that's really got my eye. Uh, he's not as good as Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State, so I don't think Stroud's going to be uh, anything crazy. I don't even think he's going to do much the season, but I don't think he's going to do much. I kind of see him as like that Josh Rosen kind of kind of player. Like Arizona thought he was going to do something. He didn't really do anything. Um, I think he's got better talent than Rosen, but I don't think he's going to do much compared to even Bryce Young. Or I really like – Richardson, I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. All right, so we'll move on. We got NFL jersey watch. So we got one new team uh, jersey just came out a couple weeks ago, I guess so. But we haven't talked about NFL in a while, so it's new to us, new to the podcast. Arizona Cardinals, they came out with a whole new jersey uh, update pretty much, and it's much needed. Uh, They went very basic, though. Home uniforms, red uniform with uh, red pants, white helmet, white numbers, and it says Arizona across the front of the chest above the numbers. Away uniforms, white jersey, white pants, white helmet, red numbers. And on the arms, you got a red and silver striping with inside the silver saying Cardinals in black. And you got the alternate uniforms, which are their blacks. Uh, black helmet, black pants, black jersey, red numbers, red fonts. Um, striping the same as the away uniform with the Cardinals inside of the silver striping. So honestly, they look like they took a, a lot of elements from like color rush all one color kind of going at it it it's not my kind of cup of tea i don't really like it too much but what do you think about it i've ever seen a like a team that has mediocre jerseys change and then somehow like get worse i don't think you think they got worse i think they got at the very minimum they're just different but like not any better See, I hated the stri- the pinstriping they had, that silver stuff, and then the white underneath the arms and stuff like that. Yeah, I it looks like so tacky. I still don't like these. I think the Arizona across the front on the homes is really like kind of big. Yeah, and it only says it on the home uniform. You think you'd put that on the away uniform just to kind of say, "Hey, we're Arizona. You're wearing those at home. Why do you need to be representing Arizona?" You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like how baseball does it, where like you put usually your city name, like the Dodgers, they have the Dodger ones for their home uniforms, and on the road on their grays, they either have one that says Dodgers or they have one that says Los Angeles. 
So it's like, why not represent Arizona on your away uniform where you don't have anything that says Cardinals or Arizona from afar? Because unless you're up close, you're not going to see the the striping um, font. It's too small. It's not going to be noticeable right there. Kind of reminds me of the Commanders. It's not really it's there, but it's not really there. Like it doesn't add too much to the jersey. The only thing I do like about these though is the helmets. They they kept that flick like in the black uniforms where they had a almost like red paint fleck inside of the black. It it's kind of hard to explain, but it looks really good in light. They did that to the white helmets. They put I think silver inside of it, silver and red, or maybe just silver. I think it just adds a little bit more. It's kind of hard to see from from afar. It looks like a normal ones, but up close it looks pretty good. So, out of ten, what do you get in these uniforms? I get three. Yeah, I I'm thinking like maybe like a four seven. Like it, it's super low. It, it's not much better than the other ones, if better at all. So. Yeah. All right, so that'll be it for NFL talk. We'll get straight into MLB talk. So we got some MLB MLB news. Excuse me. A um, couple of injury updates. Robbie Ray's out for this season. He has surgery on his flexor tendon in his, his throwing arm. Jacob deGrom exited yesterday's game with an apparent forearm injury. They classified it as elbow inflammation, but you can read one of the lips of the, of the trainers. He said forearm, so we don't know for sure. He's on the 15-day IL, so we'll keep you updated about that. I I heard a lot of things about maybe Tommy John, so hopefully that's not the case, but it's Jacob DeGrom, so I would not be surprised. Julio Rodriguez left today's game with back tightness. Uh, I think it was more of a precaution. Have not put him on the IL. Haven't heard any news from that. So if that'll be a big loss with the struggling team like the Mariners right now. So hopefully he's able to come back and it's not too much of a, of a bad injury for him. And the last thing, we got Drew Maggie from Pittsburgh. He made his MLB debut. 13 years, 1,154 games in the minor leagues, got called out earlier this week. The 33-year-old got his first hit in today's um, pinch hit in, in the eighth or ninth inning, got an RBI single, his first hit in the major leagues. Just a great story. 13 years in the minor leagues, and yet you're still balling. You still got a chance to make it in the, in the pros. He got his chance, and he's making the best of it. So awesome news there. Anything you want to comment about any of this news? No. Yeah. All right, so we got MLB team recap. So we're going to go through four of some of the best teams in the in the league, and we're just going to give you our thoughts and feelings about it. So let's start off with Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay, 23-5 and five, uh, overall record. At home, 14-2, and two, away, 7-3. and three. Uh, Shan McClanahan has pretty much been their ace, 5-0 and oh, with a 2.12 ERA, 34 innings pitched, 42 strikeouts. Rosarena, Diaz, and Lowe all with seven home runs each. Um, but they unfortunately lost Jeffrey Springs to an, uh, Tommy John. So there's a lot of upside for this team. Uh, even though they lost Springs, and I thought Springs could have been a potential like dark horse for AL Cy Young. You still got McClanahan, who's killing it at 5-0. You got these guys that's hitting home runs. It seems like everybody's producing. It's just a good team right now for Tampa Bay. What do you think about Tampa Bay? They're surprisingly good. I mean, maybe I was just not paying attention. I didn't think they – or just assume they wouldn't be good, but they've, they've been doing really well. So we'll see if they can keep it up throughout the season. Well, you and me both, when we did our, our preseason rankings and everything, you and I both had them very low. We did not think this team was very exciting. They didn't do anything in the offseason. They really didn't look like they improved from last year. But yet 
it seems like the WBC really sparked something in, in a Rosarina. He seems like he's a better baseball player. He was a good baseball player last year, but just seems like he's got more hype and he's really harnessing all that energy and putting it on the field. It just it surprises me that Tampa Bay is doing this well. Yeah. All right, next team we got, we got the Atlanta Braves. So they're 18 and 9, 7 and 7 at home, but a away record of 11 and 2. Great job by Atlanta going away and just honestly winning every series. They haven't lost a series on the road. Spencer Strider, he's 3 and 0, 1.80 ERA, 30 innings pitch, 49 strikeouts. That's good for fourth in the league for for ERA and third in the league in strikeouts. He also has a opponent batting average of 136 which is second best in the league, only behind your boy Shohei Otani, who's uh, only given up 102 batting average. Acuna, he's got a 352 batting average, four home runs, 14 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, which leads the league. And Matt Olson, a 252 batting average, eight home runs, 25 RBIs, and earning 18 walks. Atlanta's looked really good this year. I don't think a lot of people are talking about them, but I, I kind of like this team a lot. They really are really harnessing in with those long-term contracts, trying to keep everybody together. And I think this team's going to be really scary. I think they're going to keep up with it. What do you got? Yeah, I think, you know, last few years they've shown that. I feel like they've always been kind of under the radar. Good, and then they come in the playoffs and do well. So Cunha's obviously doing very well. Strider, I think, I think they're definitely a team that's going to keep up with how they're doing. Yeah, and I think the whole podcast has been saying, I think all of us have said that Striders definitely could be an NL Cy Young. I think we all kind of agree with that. Yeah. All right, next team we got, we got the Pittsburgh Pirates. This team is 20 and 8, first in the NL Central, home record of 9 and 4, away record of 11 and 4. They've won the 2 or 3 against LA uh, Dodgers and the Chicago White Sox, including uh, sweeps with Boston, a three game sweep and a four-game sweep with Cincinnati. So this team is just it seems like not really too many standout players when I was looking across the board with, like, stat line and stuff like that. But everybody seems, pre- seems to pre- be producing. Just everybody seems to be the bats are hot or the bullpen's doing well or you're getting a lot of innings from your starters. It just seems like everybody seems to be clicking all, all at once. I don't know if it will last, but it's a good start for Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, for sure. I I don't think it'll last either. It's just more of them, you know, teams are still trying to figure stuff out and maybe they're just get getting to them. And I don't know, maybe they just figured it out. So it, it's very hard to imagine that they're going to keep it up and like win or even make the playoffs in the, from the central. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I would say the, it, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to – you start off. Start off uh, you go for it. Right? Like out of the teams we were talking about, do we think we'll say hot? I have much more, like, faith in the Rays staying hot than the – but you never know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't think Pittsburgh will last. I like this – I don't think the Central is very good, but I think Pittsburgh is still kind of like that team that's like, well, maybe it's just a fluke right now. It's not even 30 games into the year yet, so – we got a lot of season left to watch this team. But yeah. I was going to say, um, I know me and Kelly were talking about it the other day while we were playing video games, but you weren't in the party while we were talking. Brian Reynolds, he signed an eight-year contract extension. A couple years ago, if not last year, he wanted out of Pittsburgh. Do you think it has to do – he signed his contract because the team's doing good 
Or do you think he did it more as a precaution said like, Hey, like I can still get traded with this contract, but at least I know I'm here for eight years, $7 million. So you think it did more as a precaution or do you think he actually wants to stay? Well, I mean, I would find it very hard to believe that one month of doing well really changed someone's mind into thinking that it's going to, there's going to be like a winning culture there. So I would, if I were to pick between the two, I'd pick with your second uh, question. Like okay. that was yeah. more of a precaution. That's how I see it too. It just seems like it's hard to, to all of a sudden just, I want out of Pittsburgh and then because we've, we've done good the last month and a half. Oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'll stay. It's like, eh, it just seems like something's fishy there. We'll I'll move on. Next team, we got the Milwaukee Brewers. 18-9 and record, one game behind uh, Pittsburgh in the Central for the National League. Home record of 9-5, and away record of 9-4. and So, very good home and away record. Pretty much the same. Wayne Miley, though, I did not know this. 1.87 ERA, 3-1 and record, 29 innings pitch, 19 strikeouts. Rowdy Telez leading top of the league in home runs with 8. Nine two forty seven with twenty RBI. Um, I think this team is really good. They don't. No one really talks about them. Kind of sucks. I really like Garrett Mitchell for obvious reasons that you guys probably already know. But he's out pretty much for the season. It's not confirmed, but he had surgery. Um, it's still yeah. It's not confirmed, but it seems like most likely he will not play the rest of the year. So that's a big big uh, loss in center field. But I think Milwaukee is just kind of that team that has kind of like Pittsburgh, like. Everybody seems to be clicking. Not really a big guy that like everybody wants to see the highlight reel of, but everyone seems to produce. So I think Milwaukee will be okay. I think they have a better chance to take the lead in the Central over Pittsburgh. But what do you think, dude? Yeah, same thing. There's definitely a, a chance them to win the division. Um, Honestly, not much. Their, their record doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, and they just came off of two wins against uh, the Angels, um, and they're probably going to sweep tomorrow too. So that that should go up to nineteen and nine. So it's going to make uh, Pittsburgh a run for their money. I think they can go toe to toe with Pittsburgh, to be honest. Looking at the the schedule going down now. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, Jersey Watch for MLB. So we got a few more City Connects that came out. So we got two City Connects. Um, actually, technically three. Atlanta did come out with one, but we didn't. We're not going to talk about it because it looks very similar to. Um, the alternates that they had to the Hank Aaron eras. Um, nice uniforms. It's just not different enough for me. So I'm not going to last too long on it. But what do you think about those uniforms? Yeah, I, I think there's that rule that you can only have like uniforms or something. Yeah. So I mean, all these teams that really like their like alternates or throwbacks are probably just going to have like a very similar city connect which is kind of lame but yeah i don't know i don't understand the rule behind having four it it does seem like teams are taking the shortcut like the braves like oh you're gonna make us get rid of that one we're just gonna make a new one that looks just the same yeah uh, they're fine all right so let's get into the the rangers though so the rangers went with a theme that kind of tied in arlington dallas and fort worth Texas baseball kind of thing. They got uh, these cream uniforms with, they call it pitch blue pants and hat. It looks very much like black, super, super dark blue Um, on the Jersey though. So it's cream has a TX logo on on the the right side with an old English font style, super hard to read. 
Um, on the other side, you have a red number with that old English font as well. One side of the arm, you got a four star 21. That's supposed to represent April 21st, which is Texas Independence Day in 1836. The first baseball game played in Texas in 1868. The first home game for the Texas Rangers in 1972. And the first day these jerseys will be worn um, earlier this season um, on April 21st. So April 21st, a big reason why they had that on the jersey. On the other side, you got a panther with eagle wings. And that's supposed to incorporate... Um, the past two teams that were there before the Rangers, the Dallas Eagles and the Fort Worth Panthers, they combined both of those elements, the wing and the Panther itself, into one logo onto the opposite side. I'm not a fan of these jerseys whatsoever. And they look so boring. I don't think the black pants work or pitch blue pants work. I, I don't really think it looks good. It It's hard to read the font. Like, I don't think you, if you look at it, you're going to say it's a uh, Texas uniform what do you think dude i think they're fine like not spectacular but i don't dislike them that much really really. yeah i just it it seems like it could have been done better but it looks too bare if that makes sense like the logo is hard to read but it's almost too small so maybe if they went with just Texas across the front, it would kind of fill in that spot and the, the font would be easier to read. But putting those TXs together, it just makes it hard. It looks like a jumbled up mess to me. Yeah. So, I I don't know. What, what are you going to score that 10, though? Like a 5. 5? See, I'm, I give it like a 4.9 or, or a 3.9, excuse me. I don't really think it, it works at all for me. Um I'm not not even a fan of the hat. Like I wouldn't even consider getting it. Uh. All right, so let's move on to our last team, Seattle Mariners. So earlier this week, the Mariners dropped this dark blue uniform. Uh, it looks really good to me. It's a super dark blue uniform with yellow font on the front that says Seattle, black pants with a dark blue hat and a black bill on the front of the hat. You got an M logo, uh, like their Trident hats but it's a little bit more modernized Trident. The Seattle on the front of the uniform is supposed to mimic the the, uh, word mark font of the 1969 Seattle Pilots uniforms. Uh, On the bottom of the uniform, you have, oh my, oh my, oh my, excuse me, a quote from uh, uh, Dave uh, Nyhas. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Supposedly his famous words from the longtime announcer of of the Mariners um, on the arm, you got a circle logo with a mountain and a PNW on the front with that similar font to the front of the logo. The PNW stands for Pacific Northwest, the mountain for Mount Rainier. I think the uniform looks really good. I'm just a really fan of this. I think the colors all work. It's a little bit better than their that alternate uniform that they had before with the more of like a royal blue with the brighter yellow. I think the darker blue looks better with the yellow, and I really think the the black pants work in this one. So, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think they're much. I think they're the best of the year out of the three. Uh, well, there's like you said, there's creativity to them. So, I, I think they're nice. What would you score out of ten? Probably like in the seven-ish range, you know. Okay. See. I really like these. I'd give it like an 8-8. Eight, eight. I'm a really big fan of the black with the dark blue and the gold. Um, it, I also like would say 
if I would buy the hat, it's got to be a pretty good uniform then. And I would actually buy the hat of this. So I, I got to score it pretty high. If it, if I would consider having this in my collection, then I think it's a pretty good uniform. Wow. All right, dude. So we have about nine, 18 or 19 City Connect, City Connect uniforms that have been out the last couple of seasons. So let's go through our top three. So who's your, your number three spot? Who's your, what's your third best City Connect uniform? Trying to remember what who's had them. Okay, I, I can go through it real quick if you All like. Right. I have the list right here. Yeah, just briefly. So we on. got we got Texas and Seattle, of course. Then we got Colorado, both Chicago's, uh, Los Angeles, uh, both Los Angeles actually, Miami, yeah. Washington, San Diego, Arizona, Boston, Houston, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Atlanta. Okay. Oh, um, three, I'd give to Houston. Houston, that's that's my number three. Nope, yet to pick another one. Well, I had even made my list. I just, I thought I'd agree with you. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, I, I think they do pretty well in it. What do you like about the jersey, though? I, I like the simplicity of them with while also tying in the city with, like, the space city and, the, you know, just the – I don't know. It just feels like an alternate, but it's all, it, it's all that, like, blue color and then the – I don't know, just <laughs> simple. and It just works. Yeah. I, I really like the, the ombre or, like, gradient kind of look to it. Uh, the, the orange to the gold or yellow, if you want to call it. I think that – looks really good with that dark blue. I think the color color contrast looks really good there. So what would be your, your number two spot though? Um probably Arizona. I think Arizona that, really? Yeah. I think that I don't know, that tan like color really like represents so I think just the color alone is really like city connected and then yeah just it's very similar to the Astros pretty simple but just enough of a difference to be a city connect and, and just have some the white pants see. don't turn you off they don't have t- tan pants no they still got those white pants with them are you sure because I'm I thought they worn tan pants let's see maybe I'm I know when they first released them they did not have tan pants, and everyone was kind of mad about it because they just did not look good. Um, oh, they do have tan pants now. Okay, so they got – they do have – they did initially have white, um, but this picture is definitely tan pants. So okay, well then, yeah. I would say that they have tan pants now. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like the the Serpientas on the front, though. I think that looks good. The snake looks pretty good. I wish they went with that snake logo as the hat logo instead of the A. Yeah. That's a pretty good pick, though. My number two is Seattle. I think Seattle's – I'm not going to emphasize it more. I just think it's a good uniform. So, uh, number one. So, what's your favorite? Miami. Miami? Really? Yeah. Well, why Miami? I don't know. I just like the bright – Red and blue, 
in the I I don't know. There's not much explanation going into these. I just like what I see. I guess. I don't know if I really like that so much. The pinstripe with the it is a Miami across, but I think that that white around the Miami gets lost with the pinstripes. It just looks a little too busy to me. Uh, I don't mind the uniform. I think it looks good. I like the colors. The it's very vibrant, but I think that front crest logo with the word mark kind of gets lost with the the pinstripes. I think if it was a, either the pinstripes were thinner or they were gone altogether, I think you know, I would like it a little bit better. Uh, but my number one is uh, no bias here, Angels. I think it's just because the Angels don't come out with new uniforms and it's just something so different. I like the off-white color. I like the inspiration of the beach, even though I hate when people say Anaheim is like close to the beach and broadcast show beach stuff like for the Ducks games or for the Angel games. I'm like, they're not that close to the beach, people. But I think it works in this case. I, I like the colors. Um, I don't mind the striping on, on just the one arm with the, the logo on the other one. A little bit of different uh, balance there, but I think it kind of works. I, altogether, I think it's a pretty good uniform. It's just different from what the Angels are normal, uh, normally using. So, And it also says Los Angeles on it. It's the first uniform that says Los Angeles on it since like the 70s or 80s. Yeah, that's why I had to so, knock it down because they're not. it's not even a city connect. They're not even from there. But like I do... Honestly, they'd probably be fourth. I was going to put them third, and then I remembered the Astros. So I like those ones. Oh, okay. All right. So out of all of these, though, which one's your least favorite? The one that's just like, nope, got to get rid of it. Um, oh, shoot. I think mine's um, got to be either the Dodgers or the Giants. The Dodgers, because we've seen the blue uniform before when they do their spring trainings, and it doesn't look much different than that. It's not enough yeah. of the city. They could have done a lot with that, and they, they missed the opportunity there. I think the Giants are also the bottom just because orange on white is kind of hard to see, and it's almost super bright. That makes sense. Orange on white does, just makes it look like it's super bright. So that's kind of a miss for me as well. I would honestly probably go with Boston. I don't Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good pick too. Because you don't really think Boston is yellow and blue. Yeah, and they're very similar to, um, like, the Bruins. Yeah, UCLA. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Those are probably my least favorite. All right. Uh, Any final comments on City Connects? Nope. All right. So let's move into our last topic today. We got... MLB home run celebration. So this has been a big thing now, last couple of seasons, that people have just been doing, like, you come to the, to the dugout, you either wear a cool hat, or it's a cool pose, or you take a picture, or something along the line of that. But it's coming to the news more often this year because Atlanta Braves were using this big hat, oversized hat, like how, uh, who was it, Brian Robertson from uh, the Washington Commanders in the NFL was wearing one after the game and kind of sparked everything. But the MLB told them they have to get rid of that hat due to the fact that the New Era is the official sponsor of the on-field hats of the MLB, and that's technically not a New Era hat. So they told them they have to get rid of it. So it kind of got my idea of like, well, who has some of the best home run celebrations? So I'll take you down the list, and you and I will, will talk about which ones we think are good or not. So let's start off with Seattle. So Seattle has a Triton for a home run. I think it actually looks pretty good, like, it looks kind of badass. I think they need a little bit more with it, though. Maybe like a cool cape or something like that. What do you think? 
I haven't seen it, but like, uh, I it it goes along. It with fits their for the team. team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Boston. Boston's got inflatable dumbbells. I think this is probably the dumbest shit I've ever seen before. Yeah. It looks like a little kid. Like, get real dumbbells. Come on. Uh, Pittsburgh, they have a a pirate sword. It's just okay. Uh, Angels, they have one of the... Technically, like, looking at all, like, these other rankings and stuff, one of the highest-ranked ones, the Samurai Kabuto Helmet. Um, it just looks like a, like a samurai warrior helmet. Looks pretty cool, really big. Um, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's definitely pretty big. All right, moving on, we got Baltimore. They have a beer funnel as theirs. They call it the Hydration Center. I think it's probably the most fun out of all the celebrations that they chug whatever beverage is inside of it. Did you see that one? Yeah, that one's definitely the most creative, I think. I don't know where it came from or who's decided they, they're going to do this, but they do have a lot of young guys on the team, so I would not be surprised if one of the young guys said we should do this after a home run. Uh, Milwaukee might have the dumbest one I've ever seen before, along with the inflatable dumbbells. They got a cheese head hat as their uh, home run celebration. I'm like, God, that's so dumb. Why not do something for the Bucks? Why not choose the Packers? Why not just put antlers on your head? Oh, they should do antlers on the head. Who who do I email? That's a great um, suggestion. You wear antlers for the Bucks. That would have. Oh man, that's a missed opportunity. All right, moving on. Detroit Tigers. They have uh, red. They use Red Wings uh, helmet with the hockey stick. Cool little uh, getting the another one that kind of gets other teams involved with it. Um, San Diego Padres, they use a Polaroid camera. I don't really know if that's really a home run celebration, but they take a picture at the end of the the dugout, I guess. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like much. Cincinnati Reds, they use a Viking helmet. Looks pretty cool. They got a cape as well. Pretty cool. Don't know how that works with Cincinnati or the Reds, but it looks pretty cool. Miami Marlins, they got a beach outfit look, so they got that giant hat with uh, glasses. Kind of cool. Fits in with the, the city. Our last one. Kansas City Royals, they wear a gladiator helmet. Don't know where this came from either. It looks okay, but I don't know where it came from. Don't know the inspiration behind it. But anyways, um, what is your favorite home run celebration? Do you have one? Uh, I mean, I think Baltimore is at least the most creative. Yeah, I like Baltimore's a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it kind of works with those young kids too. But I really like the Samurai Kabuto helmet. I mean, I was talking to a couple family members. My my, <laughs> my uncle and my grandpa were talking about it because we were watching the game the other day at their place. And they think it's so dumb. They're like, why the hell did they have this? Like, it looks so stupid and stuff like that. And I'm like, that thing looks so cool. Like, it it's anything to get Shohei Otani to be happy. Am I right? Like, if that's going to get him happy and be on this team, let's wear a samurai helmet. But... I don't know. I guess the old crowd does not like the home run celebrations and it's probably all for the newer kids. But it got me also thinking the Dodgers don't have a home run celebration. So what would you, if you're the Dodgers, what would you suggest for a home run celebration? Hey guys. So for some reason, audio cut out at this part, right when Connor was talking and made his suggestion, but I was able to hear what he said. He thinks they should eat a hot dog, a Dodger dog 
at the end of the, the tunnel after all the celebration. I think that's a great idea. And you hear our comments coming up right now. Oh, at the end of the line, you have like a little table with a Dodger dog or something like that. Yeah. That's actually, that's a great idea. Who do I email about that? I don't, yeah, I don't know if they'd be allowed to do that, but you could probably email the Dodgers. I should, we should do that. I'll put your name on it too. It was your idea. But I'll email them. So it'll be my address, but I'll say, hey, my friend Connor said that uh, you guys should eat Dodger dogs after each home run. Yep. That would be sweet. I like that idea. All right, dude. Any last comments on anything you want to talk about sports related or something you saw today? Um And will be the show kicking you off pretty much today? You mad about that? Uh yeah. Good times. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, if you don't play video games, we're playing the show. And if you leave on online modes, it takes you to a cool down because they don't want people leaving in the middle of games. So the game froze. This guy left, and it unfroze the game. So it's like we were all happy, but we all left because we wanted to get back to him. It said he had to wait an hour for cool down because he left. But because of the game freezing, it was Connor's fault. So it was like that just seems so dumb to me. But you seemed a little upset about it too when we first were doing it. Yeah, you should send them an email too. I guess I got to email a lot of people this week. Got to email them about freezing and stuff like that. Maybe they know who to email about the Milwaukee Brewers and and, uh, LA Dodgers celebration stuff. They should add that in the video game. Home run celebration. Email them that too. Shit. I got a lot of emailing to do this weekend. All right. So nothing else? You got no plugs? No nothing else for Nah. No? All right. I think that'll do it for this episode, guys. So check out our socials, Instagram and Twitter linked in the bio. We may start a TikTok. I don't know. Um, I'll see if I have time to do it and if I can. Um, but keep an eye out on that. So thanks, you guys, for listening. And we will see you probably Wednesday. I probably won't make another episode till Wednesday. So we'll see you then.